Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. thousands and thousands of years to create and explore and discover and it sounds like it sounds like I'm making up stories telling fairy tales right? but this is what he says he tells us to come as a child look forward to the promises of our father that it's our father's good pleasure to give us his kingdom there's so much that's beyond the grasp of our limited experience as humans In today's message, Pastor David will point out just how small we are and how far we are from exploring and studying the vastness of creation. But we have the hope of heaven, where we'll have full understanding, as well as infinite time to enjoy it. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Acts, chapter 20, as he continues his message, Hope That Does Not Disappoint. In the world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, take heart. I've overcome the world. He's telling us that our peace is only found in Him, in the restoration, in the overcoming of the world. Consider all the dreams you have, right? I lo- like I said, for me, I've, probably for a lot of us, you know, the things of travel, creativity, in these broad categories, you know, exploration, creativity, adventure, connection, you know. To, to just be able to be with people, have a, have a really great party where you're just enjoying one another's presence for a long time, right? Consider all the things that you, try to run down the list a little bit. I'd love to visit Scotland. I've never been to Scotland. I'd love to visit Greece, you know, the, whatever is Santorini, Greece, or whatever it is with the white houses carved into the mountain, New Zealand, right? Run down the list. And then I'd love to, you know, there's so many things I'd love to experience and do that I've never been skydiving. I'd love to go skydiving. And then stack that up against the limitations of your responsibilities and your time and your money, right? One skydiving trip would probably wipe me out for the year. Like it, you know, that, that would be all of my fun budget for the whole year. And we have, we have a lot of desires that just can't be met. At the end of these 70 years, there will be a lot of things you wish you did that you couldn't do, that you didn't have time to do. And let alone the fact that there's the corruption of the world, things that get stolen from us. It's not just that you couldn't do it. You may have had it in hand and it's ripped away. There's a lot of loss in this life. And if this is all there is, that's just crushing. But he says that 
if we let ourselves go there and feel the loss, it can actually drive us to what we're really made for. Again, it's going to be good. It's the real world. I think a lot of times we, we think of it as we dissolve into this abstract concept of rest, our eternal rest. And it's almost like your body doesn't even go. You'll just sort of be there. But that's not what he says. If you look at Isaiah chapter 11, this is just a couple of examples, but Isaiah chapter 11, again, pretty familiar. God says, in that day, the wolf will dwell with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child will lead them. The cow and the bear will graze together. Their young, their young ones will lie down together. The lion will eat straw like the ox and the nursing child will play by the cobra's hole. The weaned child will put his hand into the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. The earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Amos 9.14 tells us they will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. These aren't metaphors. They're promises. Think about Jesus conquered death for us, and he says he's going to restore this world, make it young again, all things new. You have the time to do everything you've ever dreamed of doing all the time in the universe where there is no time eternity infinite opportunity do you know right now they they say we we actually observe like one percent of the universe seen and unseen reality around us what would it i mean again what are the stories that capture your mind the the movies, the books. I love, personally, I love a lot of the sci-fi stuff. Like, I love the idea of exploring space. But completely impossible for, you know, most things are like, feel completely far-fetched in the immediate reality, right? I will not be able to go to Mars. That's not going to happen. Definitely not going to be able to, like, explore a black hole, right? That technology is millennia away. But we have millennia. We have thousands and thousands of years to create and explore and discover. And it sounds like, it sounds like I'm making up stories, telling fairy tales, right? but this is what he says. He tells us to come as a child and look forward to the promises of our Father that it's our Father's good pleasure to give us his kingdom. If that's abstract, it doesn't do us any good. It's not an anchor. It's not a hope. It's not firm. It's planted in nothing. And he tells us very specifically, he's making the, the universe new and young. The burdens that we bear right now, we will experience not having them anymore. You're not going to cease to exist and by that, and then somehow be free because you don't exist anymore or you barely exist. You're just a consciousness. You will be you, unburdened of guilt and insecurity and shame, free to connect with the family of God who love him, who love you, free to connect with him himself, 
to hear Jesus laugh and tell stories, and Paul and Peter, and eat with them, and not have to worry about going to bed on time to not wake up with a crick in your neck the next morning, right? You can just be there and enjoy it. All the unmet desires we are full of are designed to be fulfilled. Can you see how that changes everything? That actually, actually changes the way we live, if we believe that. C.S. Lewis said, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward promised in the Gospels, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted, like an ignorant child who wants to keep making mud pies in the slum because we can't imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are too easily pleased. Jesus is not asking us to be good for goodness sakes. He told us, do the math. Don't store up treasure here where it's going to be gone in 70 years. You don't even know if your kids are going to spend it right. They usually don't, right? Even if you pass it on, then they're going to waste it. And in 10, He says, store up treasure where it doesn't fade away. Do the math. How would you live differently if you believed this? What would change this week in how you talk to people, in who you talk to, in how you spend your money, in how you spend your time? This is what enabled Paul to say, to live is Christ to die is gain. It's actually, actually true. It's actually gain. So I'm going to live for him, live the way he instructed me now. Let's look quickly, verse 25, at some of the ways we see this play out. Paul tells us how this changed his life. Speaking to the leaders there, he said, Indeed, now I know that you all, among whom I've gone preaching the kingdom of God, will see my face no more. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I'm innocent of the blood of all men because I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. The Book of Acts is a fascinating look at the church and the first believers and followers of Jesus. It's not the church as you may know it today, the building you're used to attending, or the worship service format you're familiar with. But this early body of believers paints a beautiful picture of deep fellowship, connected community, and sustaining faith, values that are still held by Christians today. As you continue to study this book with Pastor Robert, you'll see how hardship tested these men and women and how they trusted the Lord. You'll also discover how God used them and their testimonies to spread the good news to the world. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or would like to explore more of Pastor Robert's messages from Main Thing Radio, visit mainthingradio.com today or download our mobile app to listen anytime, anywhere. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just follow the link you'll find at the website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too if you have any questions or if you'd like prayer. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. 
That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. Our time with you has come to an end, but be sure to tune in next time to keep learning from the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio, 